The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to What a Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining me, Sean Walsh, as does every week, is my man Jude Summerfield. Jude, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> is that related to Spurs or otherwise? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I just went on the defence so early there. I was like, how am I feeling? Like, <laughs> where's this going? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. All, all good, mate. All good. Yeah, good. Good with Spurs and good generally. How how are you yeah. feeling? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all good. I mean, I said there, speak every week. We didn't speak last week because you were at Glastonbury. Did you have a good time down there, mate? Uh, all sorts of debauchery was was uh, was witnessed. <laughs> all sorts of activities from maligned individuals, um, myself included. Yeah, it was very good fun. <laughs> Very good um, I'm glad you yeah. had. I'm glad you had fun, mate. Yeah, Paul McCartney was shit. By the way, I just want to. <laughs> I'm just putting. Yeah, you know, if you are, if you are listening, good. Sir Paul, which I imagine you would be listening. Oh, uh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, yeah, he loves it. I think he's an Everton guy. <laughs> he's an Everton guy, so he might Wait, be. Well, we are. Right up there. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to be talking a lot about Everton today. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I think uh, that is probably the best place to start. I mean, uh, as we're talking, um, we believe Richardson is having a medical in Brazil ahead of a £60 million deal from Everton. By the time this is out, it might be done, might be some sort of announcement, hopefully lean on his rivalry with Christian Romero. But how do you feel about this, Jude? Because I know Richardson's a very polarising figure. I know that I'm at one end of the spectrum, but what are your feelings on our guy, Mr. Richard Arlison? Richard Arlison, Richie Larson, yeah. Um, I, I like it, to be honest, mate. I sort of like this um, this trading approach that they seem to be taking in this window, <laughs> just going and poaching teams' best players. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, an, it's another goal threat alongside Son, Kulu and Kane, a consistent one who's like done it in, done it in the Prem before, um, plays up front so Kane can get a little rest here and there. Um, I, I like it. The only sort of weird thing I kind of thought about is like how how high his ceiling really is. If you know what I mean, like how much better he can yeah, yeah. get as a player. I know he's still quite young, like 24, 25, but I'm just wondering like if the move if the move to Spurs because I think he'd probably get like 10, 15 goals in his first season. I think that's where I put sort of rank him. Um, but I like going above and beyond that. I'm not too sure. But I think it's a good signing, absolutely. Um, just yeah. to boost the ranks more than anything else, almost. Yeah, I mean, I, I said at the start that I'm 
a huge Richarlison fan. I have, I don't want to say loved, but I have been a big admirer of what he can do. I've always liked that he has this, you know, he's full-blooded in everything he does. Um, I remember when he was at Watford in his first season, he was quite wasteful, but East, you know, he carved out some really good opportunities for himself. And it's not as if Watford are like some massive club who score goals for fun or anything. And then when he moved to Everton, obviously, I think it was 35 mil rising to 50, which was just an insane amount of money for a guy who'd been okay at Watford, but um, still liked the, what we provided. I, I agree with you, the ceiling on him, not sh- really sure what it is. I think this is kind of what he is. He is a 10 to 15 goal season forward. He's quite versatile, but he has the kind of the intangibles that you need in an Antonio Conte system. And the big thing that I was talking to people in the office about yesterday when they were kind of like, doubters over how good he would be is that I think that he's going to come in and think that he's already one of the best players here that he's going to be starting every single game that he deserves to be starting every single game and I think that's the mentality you need coming in to this role where it's I don't think he is going to be a starter but you know he's probably going to be the first player off the bench nine times out of ten he's going to get a lot of games because if you see our schedule up until the World Cup we're playing every single midweek from the end of August onwards. So we're going to need that rotation. We're going to need Kane to be rested here and there. We're going to be Son to be rested here and there. Because Zevsi might need to come out for a bit. You know, he's going to have opportunities to play regardless. And I think this is exactly the kind of profile that, we, that we've been dying to have. Someone who can play multiple positions, but equally is proven. We know he's not an unknown quantity. We've watched him quite closely for most of his adult development. So we know exactly what we're getting. And I think this is definitely one that improves Tottenham's team, regardless of if it does reach that 60 mil total. Yeah, 100%. And like, I think we've talked about like uh, the drop-off in quality sometimes between the starting 11 and then the subs. So, yeah. like, you know, we, I think we've talked about maybe Romero not being fit and then Sanchez playing. And to be fair, Sanchez did really well at the back end of the season. But like now you're going from if Kulu comes off and before it was Lucas Moura who was coming on. Now you've got Richarlison who is just he's not he's not one of those like cold finishes, but you know he's going to be good for a goal like yeah. much more regularly than Lucas Moura who like takes the long yeah. way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like, I think Richarlison's like said, I like playing centrally and I, I want to be as close to the goal and try and try and score as much as possible. So yeah, I th- I, I think it's a it's a it's it's quite a bold move. And I, I like it that Spurs are sort of, they're just going for it now. They're, they're getting players who can improve the quality level in the squad and just giving Conte all the ammunition he needs, really, which is which is excellent. Yeah, I think he's going to be a beloved member of this team, of this club. Like The amount of stuff that he kind of posts on social media, particularly when he's just riding up <laughs> Liverpool supporters. I am so excited for when we go into North London derbies and if we win North London derbies, the way that he's going to react to that, particularly now that Arsenal have a bigger Brazilian contingent as well. So mm. I've seen I'm, like I'm quite really a lot of uh, tweets from Liverpool fans saying we're going to have like the nastiest front three in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just in terms of people they hate, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> they hate Son, they hate Kane now. <laughs> We've got the guy who's been doing <laughs> pigeon dances for like the last two years coming and playing for us as yeah. well so I, lo- I love it yeah. <laughs> I bloody love it Absolutely. oh and we are I assume that he will take 
the number nine jersey, which has been vacant since who's the last one that had it? Bale. Bale had it on loan. Bale had it, yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. But like that's I quite an forget. it's quite an untouched shirt, that one, weirdly enough, isn't it? Yeah. You go back from Bale. And then the last person I think is Janssen and then Soldado. So it's... <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so Bale broke chance. the curse. Yeah. <laughs> Bale broke the curse like without being a number nine. Richardson, although he's probably a centre forward more than anything else, I wouldn't say he's a number nine sort of centre forward. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, if we're being superstitious, maybe this is what works. We've got our Brazilian R9. We don't need anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only R9 for me, you know. My R9, Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've personally never seen Ronaldo fire Everton to Premier League safety with his back no. against the wall. Right, you said it, man. I think that, I think that, that was actually that actually really impressed me from Richardson. No, I can sit here and say that I've been really hard on him. Um, his goal return in the four season under Carlo Ancelotti when Everton actually looked really decent for long stretches. It wasn't actually like good. I think he only scored about seven goals in the league. But last season, when the going got tough, when it, Everton just seemingly couldn't buy a win from anywhere, he stepped up time after time after time and dragged them to survival. And one of my favourite games from last season was, um, I think I might mention it was probably before, I went to watch Everton versus Arsenal in Finsbury Park with Arsenal fans. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, I hate myself. I hate myself. And that was, a, that was a game where he had two disallowed goals that were just so marginal and VAR ruled him out, but he still got his goal in the end and he was so instrumental in that late win for Everton. So I'm, I'm excited for this. I think this is... Not someone who improves his starting eleven, maybe not, but improves who Tottenham are for sure. So yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling quietly confident that this will be a good use of big money because you go through our catalogue of our biggest signings, there are not many successes in there. No, not many success stories at all, are there? But this this will be the record, won't it? I think sixty. It'll be 60 yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah. So I think Ndombele's could go higher if conditions are met, but I'm not imagining that those conditions are going to be met anymore. What conditions are going to be met? <laughs> <laughs> they can leave out the main last paper. Uh, Ballon d'Or clause. Uh... 20 million for Ballon d'Or. Mm. <laughs> I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful. I can't stop thinking about that Everton-Arsenal game now because it was like, it, it was just peak Barclays, wasn't it? That two It was the only time like... Everton were really good under Rafa, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they... I think their run of form before that game was just absolutely terrible. But you sort of had that sort of, that feeling that maybe yeah. <laughs> we could get something quite funny. And we did. Uh, and that, yeah, yeah, Richie had two goals this allowed, didn't he? This is good. This is what, I said it on the review pod we did a couple of weeks ago. Like, I'm so glad that we actually have good memories of last season as like the victors of the battle that we were fighting. Like, <laughs> yeah, from just watching be, other Just teams, being able to, yeah, yeah just, just to reminisce about Arsenal losing um, in these important games. And it's because what our new signings have like helped that. Um, so cool. Uh, it's, We're so cool. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so cool. I love it. Well, <laughs> and, uh, really looking forward to watching their All of Nothing documentary when it comes out. Oh yeah, good lord. Yeah, they put the I'm, I, I'm more away, more they? than anything. I'm interested to see how they spin the ending because <sighs> I know with ours, like at least they kind of spun it as Mourinho's whole sentiment of if we qualify for the Europa League, then we're going to win the Europa League. And that was the way it kind of ended. I think we had a whole episode basically about the North London derby as well. So really interested to see what happens with the derby and then Newcastle. And then the last day when they won 5-1 and it didn't really mean anything. So Yeah, I reckon they go down the route of, you know, this this young core of players just couldn't quite get over the line. 
but there's stuff to be positive about. Stuff they for the future. They won't kick them, will they? <laughs> I mean, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon have to make them look good because it's so sanitized. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that I'm, I'm, I'm actually more interested in that one than Tottenham's one because you sort of know how sanitized it's going to be to start with, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it is that back, that season was awful. That was probably the worst mm-hmm. memories I've had from a season. Maybe ever. Because I think I, I started watching Spurs ju- just after we were bad. Like I got the the Marseille era really was my first real taste of watching Spurs. So mm-hmm. it was ne- like it was never as bad as some of those weeks under Mourinho. You just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was quite a dark year, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Then the pandemic bit. came and it's even yeah. worse. You know, it's There's like a lot uh, of things going on. Uh, can't get worse than this. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let's move back to our signings. And just after we recorded our last pod, um, we had news that we'd agreed a deal to sign Eve Basuma from Brighton. Um, should be we should note out that um, he was arrested on suspicion of sexual assault in October. He was cleared of charges on Wednesday. A man in his forties from Brighton, however, had his bail extended. I feel like we can't not talk about that. Um, but on to Yves Basuma and what he can do for Tottenham Hotspur. You, you've you probably got a better idea more than anyone, Jude, in, with a foot in both camps. How will Basuma fit into Tottenham? Um, I think he'll be a very snug addition to that um, that central midfield area. Um, just the, the he's sort I, I I think he's the, the Dembele successor that we've been looking for for quite a long time. Um, just in the way he shields the ball, uh, he takes the ball forward. Um, he rarely gets beaten like one on one. He's a great tackler. I, I think like with Richarlison, you could sort of say he's a he's a prototype Conte player, or you know somebody who will get you know provide their best under a manager like Conte. I think Basuma is mm. uh, quite similar, um, and it all and again it just brings great depth to that central midfield area. Now that there's Asuma and Hoybier, who I think, you know, actually had quite an underrated season last year on top. And then yeah. you've got Skip yeah. coming back from injury and Ben Tanker, who's obviously been brilliant since he joined in January. So, mate, from going to watch Brighton games uh, at the Amex, uh, it was it was always very clear that Basuma was very important to what Graham Potter was trying to do with with that Brighton team um, and they seemed to switch formations a lot and try out different things when they were playing but mm. he was always the he was always the main cog in in midfield when he was starting um, he was almost the most important player when Brighton played well they often couldn't finish chances for Toffee because they were just so poor in front of goal but when Brighton played well it was all through him pressing the ball really well winning it back and, yeah. uh, and taking them up the pitch again, um, so yeah, I think he'll he'll make Spurs a lot more a, a lot more fluid in in centre mid. And all all four players they've got there now are quite. I said they're pretty adept with the ball at their feet. Maybe Hoybier a little less, but even he can like pull out assists. Like he, he's not horrendous from nowhere. Yeah, he's not horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, for a professional, he have- <laughs> he's not horrendous. <laughs> what? When you were at those Brighton games, did did he have an aura about him, or was it just that he was just really had this kind of specialist job and he was just amazing at it? 
I, I think what what was impressive is that you you knew he always just had that little extra amount of time on the ball. Um, so an aura, I'm, I'm not not really sure about an aura because you know they Brian have also had really good other players like Sacido and Muepu come through who sort of do mm. similar things um, to not quite as high level, but you know quite a surprisingly high level. Um, so I'm not sure about an aura, but he'll just reinforce Tottenham's midfield and just help them keep the ball so much better and um, create space for those forward players as well, seeing as he's yeah. like a terrific dribbler. So, uh, so yeah, decent deal there as well. Yeah. The player that, as you were talking, the player that I was trying, because I was trying to find a proper comparison because I get the Dembele comparisons, but the more I just hate, after Ndombele, I hate comparing anyone to Dembele because I don't think we're ever going to see a player who has that combination of yeah, they can't hold and this tackle bits again. It's just <laughs> I mean, you, you need the strength. You need that brute strength that he had, and it's yeah. just so hard to replicate. Um, I was thinking uh, of Conte's Chelsea team. Like, um, is there a bit of Angola Kante about him? Probably not as good a level. But then I was thinking his inter teams. Maybe he seems more like the Marcelo Brozovic kind of role, who is a really, really good defensive midfielder who has the ability to be useful in attacking areas as well. And I think. That's the kind of player that definitely that um, Conte probably wants in his midfield. I know he lent on Hoiberg a lot, and we said he's probably one of the un- more underrated players from the final few months of last season. But if we're going to have this competition for places, we're going to have these many games to play. We're going to need those options. And when we were first, when it first came out that we were in for Basuma, it made me really annoyed that we aren't following up on any interest in Christian Eriksen. And, I'll, and I can't remember how much I talked about it before, but at first I was really anti bringing back Ericsson because I thought it seemed a bit like we're trying to live in the past. We're trying to bring back the good times and we couldn't just appreciate like the fairy tale that it was that he's just come back and he's able to play football again. Now, I think if we had Ericsson, we would have these kind of five central midfield options. It would allow us to have this tactical flexibility it would allow us to play a 3-5-2 a bit more it would allow us that's like the last profile of player that we would need in that midfield and I'm really annoyed now that we're not going back in for him because he's on a he's on a free and um, I've been covering Ericsson for the past six seven months or so while he's been at Brentford at the time of recording we don't know what his final answer is going to be where he's going to be playing next season my personal hunch I'm 60% sure that he'll go back to Brentford. I, I don't think he's going to be swayed by what Man United can offer. And I think if he was going to be swayed by what Man United can offer, he would have gone there by now. I think that if Tottenham were in for him, he'd be here and he wouldn't think twice about it. And that's really annoying to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that last player who can sort of unlock a door that Tottenham need for that centre mid. We'll always try to find a way to make chances. That's yeah. such an underrated ability. Yeah, his crossing ability when we haven't quite had that from other players like last season is pretty unmatched as well, just maybe not from corners. Um, <laughs> do, you reckon if, do you reckon if he came back and like the first thing he did was just swing in like, a, <laughs> like an outgoing corner and it just doesn't, I it doesn't get past the first there, <laughs> there would be some kind of reaction from the crowd. I know there would. Whether it's a, whether it's a extended like, ah, or a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they'd be willing him on to do it. I think that would be my 
my dream return for him. Yeah, bring back the good old days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah, I'd be he'd be perfect back at Spurs, 100 percent Worked with Conte before. Absolute workhorse. You know I mean? It just makes so much sense. Um, he wants to stay in London, he wants to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. And it's just another <laughs> it's right there. Another, yeah, another good one to just tick off. And then you've got so many options in centre mid. Yeah. Um, you know, even yeah, even goes to him just playing behind Caden and Son. And even then you've got bloody um, Kulu and perhaps Richarlison in reserve. So, yeah, yeah. I would have, yeah, would have been all over that, <sighs> just like you, mate. Uh, okay, what whatever. I, yeah, I, yeah. I hope, I hope he goes back to Brentford, not just because I would get to see him every week, but he would be so wasted at Man United. And I don't think Man United's going to be very good next season. And I don't want him to kind of fall foul of the toxicity of that club yeah um, that'd be a shame it's been a bit speaking of, of players yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say speaking of players falling to the toxicity of their clubs um it seems we are close to agreeing an initial loan for barcelona defender clement longley who 27 year old centre-back left-footed was highly rated when he was at Sevilla about three or four years ago moved to barcelona it just hasn't worked out he's been quite error prone he's been just not up for the fight and when I talked to, he's a France international, but he's not in the, um, hasn't been in any recent squads. When I talked to um, members of 90 Min's French team in the office yesterday to kind of get some reassurances, you know, is this going to be some kind of redemption story? Is he, is he just in the wrong place? Or is, or is this just the end? He's like, no shit. It's like, okay, Ooh. thanks, Les. <laughs> thanks, Les. You're really helping me out here. Um, and, I, and I guess now I'm just kind of in the mode of, the mindset of, you know, people wrote off Kulusevski and Bentancourt at Juventus. People write off Harry Maguire at Man United, but whenever, when, when he plays for England, he's a completely different player. Hopefully, it's just a matter of he's in a bad place and being under a competent manager in a back three formation we could kind of be shielded a bit. Maybe that's, maybe that's what, maybe that's how we get the best out of him. But I'm not particularly, I'm not jumping for joy at the signing. No, me neither. I mean, the, the thing you mentioned there about playing in a back three, you can sort of mask a player's weaknesses by doing that, which is, you know, some sort of a positive. But um, just going off the eye test, you know, no stats here. Um, he, he doesn't look incredible. Uh, <laughs> but, he, he, just, he just doesn't look strong enough. He's, and I think he's, he's not strong enough to play in Spain. How are you going to be strong enough to play in England? Yeah, he's a bit flimsy. Um but you know, maybe maybe they'll they'll beef him up in the gym, and uh, come August he'll just be absolutely stacked and not a little slight pole. But he, yeah, he's the Leon he Goretzka treatment. He does, yeah. Um, yeah he, he he must have got usurped by Araujo at Barca, and mm. and then obviously Gerard Piquet plays quite a lot. Um, so if you can really get into that team, I know Barca are sort of on, on the up, but even in the early stages of the season. Um, not not amazing, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I get you can't, you know. I, I probably wouldn't say it'd be a success from this window, but we might have a few other, you know, players who have signed who will be successes. So you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, when he when he was at Sevilla, there were I did see a couple of comparisons to Jan Vertonghen. So I'm just hoping oh, if that kind nice. of player is still in that, that would be really nice. But it, but you know, even if he's not good, it's it's only a loan, and we can always lean on Ben Davis, who really really improved last season. If yeah. the worst comes to worst, we have options. Conte's not going to just keep playing bad players if he doesn't need to. So, yeah. Um, 
He's not the only centre-back we're in for, though. Uh, Gleison Bremer being offered around by Torino in the hope that an English club will take him because English clubs will offer more than Italian clubs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> we had a joke yesterday in the office with um, a head of Italian content, Alessandro, who joked that um, Italian clubs will always sell their best players to Juventus rather than sell abroad. But it would be on like a two-year loan with like no fee and then a cut price due at the end of it. Um, he was, in fact, referring to Nicolo Zaniolo from his beloved Roma going to Juventus, who seems like we're not going to go f- from anymore because he wants to stay in Italy. Um, but with Bremer, he, I think he recently admitted that he wants to play in the Champions League next season. He wants to like make the most of the stock he's got while he's high. He's 25 years old. This is, you know, he's about to enter his peak years for a centre-back. He won the Best Defender in Serie A award, which was won by Christian Romero before him. So he's not left-footed, so he's not really a candidate for the left centre-back role, but more depth at centre-back seems quite highly rated. Uh, I can't I can't say, imagine Juju watched too many Torino games, I would say. Uh, excuse me, mate. Uh, I'm actually a Torino ultra. No, I haven't, I haven't seen many... Um, I haven't seen much of Bryson Brown. Um, but yeah, I, I saw earlier today that he he said he wants to play in the Champions League. And, you know, that's nice because Spurs yeah. are in the Champions League again and <laughs> we can offer that, which is, which is excellent. Um, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Should that be an interesting one? We like getting the best defenders from Serie A. You know, that's our market, apparently. Um, yeah. And Romero worked out well, so maybe it's a good barometer, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll he's, say, yeah. He's been offered around to other clubs as well, hasn't he? So he has, yes. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Lots of clubs after centre backs, so mm. it seems like one. Maybe it's a move where if he's still knocking around towards the end of the window, and there's still clubs that need a centre back, maybe one of them pulls the trigger then, and maybe that's us. But mm-hmm. you know, it. I don't know if this is luck more than anything but the signings that we have made from Syria have all seemed to adapt really well really quickly to English football and he does seem like someone who would like he's quite he's quite physical he's not a slouch so yeah would be would be a useful option but it, it seems that Longley will not be the last centre-back that we sign this window yeah that'll probably mean um, Jerry Roden's off and, probably uh, will it, it um, mentioned Zaniolo there it does seem that there is interest from Roma Regarding Joe Roden, uh, don't know how much That's they can really go one, for it. it? <laughs> uh, uh, in the in the conversation I had yesterday, it was brought up that there is this kind of ongoing thing in Italy where Roma have organised an event day at the Stadio Olimpico um, for ju- start of July, but they keep moving the date a little bit. And the belief is that um, they're preparing a surprise move for Ronaldo. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and they keep moving it back because the transfer keeps getting delayed or whatever it is and it's just like <laughs> I haven't really heard that here I have seen like the rumours like oh Roma interested in shock move but I was like I haven't really kind of paid attention to it but yeah if the, if Roma's budget is going into buying Ronaldo I can't manage I can't imagine that they're going to find much room to bring in Joe Roden as well <laughs> no I, 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 I like Joe I like Joe Roden but he probably needs a move to help yeah. his career just spent two years on the bench really hasn't he which is a shame. Yeah. He's obviously a good player, but just yeah. go somewhere else. Speaking like, of our bench players, I love these segues. I'm so good at these segues now, Jude. You see, <laughs> see? speaking of our bench players, um, 
And back to Everton, really. Uh, they retain an interest in Stephen Bergwijn and Harry Winks. It was floated that either player could be part of the deal to Simon Charles, and it does seem that these will be separate transfers now. Uh, the money that Ev- Everton can offer Bergwijn is more than what Ajax are offering, and that deal seems to be dragging on for ages. Um, seems very, very Everton to me, these two players that they want. Yeah, the um, it's odd in that you know, we're, we're probably going to sign their best player and then we're shipping off pretty fringe um, members of the Spurs team. So um, I, it's, it's another one where I think, like, you go to Everton and you're probably just going to rot away for a little bit. Like, so maybe just <laughs> maybe just go to Ajax instead and, you know, score some goals in a nice, you know, lively attacking team. Um, but... You know, I mean, Bovine's been very much a moments player, hasn't he? And you'd think mm, mm. If, he, if he can just find a team where he can just sort of live on the counter, improve that finishing a little bit, he, he'd probably saw. But he's probably just still a little too raw for Spurs to get too much out of him right now, isn't he? Um, yeah, I was going to ask your opinion on Bergwijn because I do see there's quite a few Spurs fans who seem to believe that he is actually really, really good and I'm just not convinced by it. You said he's a moments player. He had the the debut goal against City. He had the goal, the first goal after lockdown against Man United. He had, the, obviously, the Leicester comeback. He came off a bench and scored against Newcastle, I believe, as well, um, mm-hmm. in March or April. Yeah. But it never, whenever he had runs in the team, just never really looked that threatening to me. Didn't look as anywhere near as quick as he did when he played for PSV against us at Wembley a couple of years ago, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um I just haven't been blown away by him. He just seems like quite standard right-footed left winger. And I think there's just a million of those out there. And there are probably a million of those out there that probably would score more goals for us than he would. Yeah. So I, I maybe this is, you know, maybe this is this is like with the Aventus Journo who said that Kuzeski was really bad. Maybe Bergwijn does go away and he does <laughs> ex- explode. But I just haven't seen enough of it from here to be convinced that he is this guy who deserved more game time. I don't think he deserved more game time last season. Like, and I know a lot of people get at Lucas Moura because he doesn't put, score many goals or, or provide many assists. He can play like a headless chicken at times, but I think at least um, he has a role. There is a defined role for him. He is this kind of ball carry. He is this kind of chaotic winger. And I think I would keep him next season purely for that reason into that he is different to the other forward options that we still have. Um, yeah, maybe you know, maybe goes to Everton and scores lots of goals. Maybe goes to Everton and gets relegated. Who knows? <laughs> what do you think is more likely? So I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the latter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about what about what about Harry Winks then? Because I I feel a bit bad because he did have a really, really good start to Spurs career. He's a Tottenham fan. He came through the academy. He played some really, really good games against really, really good opposition. I know in 1718, I think it was, if not back to back, the near enough back to back games against Real Madrid and Liverpool, where he was just so impressive. He looked like he could hold his own, go toe to toe with the best players in the world. And then just, it just, I'm getting tired of having to explain that injuries have killed a player because it's a legitimate excuse, but I think that's just it. Injuries have killed him so that even playing in a, midfield two with three at the back that he's still a bit of a liability he could, just can't get around as much yeah it's a tough one I love little Harry Winks when he first came into the 
into the Spurs mm-hmm. team. The debut goal against West Ham, um, yeah. like you say, he was really quick when he came into the team was, as well. He was good, he was, like he took it's a surprisingly to get rapid. into the box as well, which uh, yeah. you know he, he never seems to really do these days, apart from the odd like fluke goal from the touchline. Which he seems to have done <laughs> a, a One few every times, yeah. <laughs> Somehow just managed to do it. Um, love the header against Fulham as well. But yeah, it never really worked yes, out yeah. for any for, for him under any other manager bar Pochettino, which is which is mm. a, a bit sad. I don't think he never really got proper runs with Mourinho. Didn't really seem too suited to that style of play. And then, yeah. obviously, more recently, Ben Sanchez has been brought in and. The, the improvement has sort of highlighted a few deficiencies with Harry Winks' game, which is tough. Um, but yeah, this, again, don't go to Everton. <laughs> try, and, try and reinvent yourself somewhere else. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I, you know, I, I did want to talk about the the contrast between us and Everton now because it has been a, quite a topic on social media how these are two clubs who are probably of a similar size in England. Maybe not in, around the globe anymore, but definitely in England. Tottenham and Everton, big histories, haven't been as good in the 21st century, but had this period from the mid-2000s to the 20, 2010s where they were really threatening the when it was a big four and then big six. Um, and then they even finished above us in when we first got Pochettino. Uh, they had Roberto Martinez and... They were really just, they looked like they were going somewhere. Like, I remember they signed Lukaku, and it was like the record signing. It was like, oh, wow, they really mean business. And then just, it seems every single decision on the footballing level has gone wrong. Whereas we kind of got Pochettino, and then from there, every player we signed turned out to be a hit. All the players that we had already um, were massively improved upon and kind of fulfilled their potential. And, you know, we're in this big stadium. I know they got a stadium moving the way, but. Um, who knows whether they're going to be at that point, whether that stadium mm. gets completed. Um, and it just feels weird that I've seen a lot of Everton fans like kind of in this kind of depressed state where they're questioning how are Spurs like taking our best player and they're just kind of handing us their fifth or sixth best players per position. And it's just like, how how the hell did we get here? <laughs> yeah, it's odd. Like they, they were always a team who were in and amongst that top four really, but Whenever like crunch time really came, they just seemed to fall apart a little bit and never quite make it. And then they they got that spot in the Champions League in like two thousand four, didn't they? But they didn't get past the qualifying good luck the qualifying round, yeah. which is very us. Yeah, which seems like something we would do. do but we yeah, but we've had that little bit of extra quality in that time yeah. to get us over the line a few times into that top four. And then to even have title challenges, which Everton never haven't really had um, in recent times, anyway. So they're obviously both massive teams, but I've seen people be like, you know, well, why are you leaving Everton for Tottenham? And it's like, well, like, how about the size of the club? About the quality yeah, of the club? Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, have a look and see what's happening at the oh, two what? clubs. Like every yeah. time I type Everton into Google, it's like Everton and massive financial ruin. And then you see the Spurs, the players that Spurs are going to get, and there seems to be a bit more ambition and positivity there. It's like, well, you know, why wouldn't you swap that angry cauldron <laughs> good as yeah. a park for for some Champions League football? Um, 
I don't have anything against Everton, by the way. I just think they're in a bit of a... Yeah, rut. me neither. I did, I did <laughs> like that when they came to us on the last day of the 1890 season, they were, they were singing, we're all having a party when Tottenham win the cup. And then I think that probably cursed us. We're, the Everton luck got us because, you know, 20 days later or whatever it was, we got given a handball against us after 20 seconds. So thanks, yeah. Everton. I think Tottenham and Everton fans singing together is that's that's a sign of the apocalypse coming, unfortunately, mm. just because they're yeah. so similar. Um, <laughs> For anything, we need to make a rivalry with them. Yeah. Yeah, need some to... No, let's not do that. That, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the one. Quick, just quickly, I'll talk about Everton. Um, did report the other day that we were also looking at Anthony Gordon, who I think, like I was saying, like Bergwijn seems like a good right-footed left winger he's just a bit younger it seems like he kind of works really hard but I don't know I can't see Everton selling him unless they were to go down because I think there would be riots in the city um, we, yeah, but we did also yeah we did also ask about Jordan Pickford not necessarily for this summer but this is a player whose name has cropped up a couple of times in the last couple of years certainly as a potential replacement for Hugo Lloris, because I know Lloris has said in the past he want, when he, he will step aside, like when the time is right, and he wants to make sure that whoever steps into his boots and gloves is the right person. And and I'm after the Euros last year, I'm a massive Pickford guy. So, a Pickford guy, I'm a Pickford guy. He's, he's yeah. ch- I did not rate him at all start of 2021. He's mass- but since then he's been nearly flawless. He's another player that was big in helping Everton stay up. Like I know, obviously, because he did a lot of goals, but they weren't always his fault. But he came up with some really big moments, and I thought he was so good for England at the Euros as well. Like the when he did the like the 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 whole mind games thing with Jorginho, I thought, yeah, if we if we somehow win this now, that's like <laughs> an iconic moment. So and it should really you know it should be Sir John Pickford right now. So I'd be happy if he were to be the replacement for the Rings down the line. Yeah. I feel his energy is quite. Um, you'd be quite happy to have it in your team, but then when it's when, when you're when you're facing someone else and they've got that mm. sort of energy, people just absolutely hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you've got to give credit where it's due as well. And like Jordan Pickford's had quite yeah. a few um, question marks over his performances at club level anyway for like the last few years. But he was so good towards the back end of last season even with that quite terrible Everton defence in front of him, he was pulling out saves and, you know, stopping penalties and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, he always seems to turn up for England at uh, international tournaments. Um, so, yeah, if you could get that version of Jordan Pickford, like a really consistent one who's, you know, we love an eye-catching goalkeeper at Spurs, don't we? I mean, that's what that's what Hugo <laughs> Lewis has been in like, the last 10 years. He's got such yeah. good highlight real saves, <laughs> which is mega. Yeah. We love that. Um so yeah, I mean, it'd be an interesting one. I'm, I'm not really sure how I'd feel if they in, in a year or so if they did go out and get him, um, just because of a, a few question marks I have over. You know, sometimes the head goes a little bit with Jordan. You can sort of you can sort of see it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> miscounted the said. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he was very very good towards the back end of last season. So definitely a good goalkeeper for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we touch on Gareth Bale? Of his, yeah, his move yeah, to yeah. LA. Yeah, that's uh, nice. I'm happy, I'm happy to... for him, living the life. Yeah, finally, like out on. I think he's on the. I, I, my American geography is terrible, but I want to say like the West Coast somewhere, 
where yeah, you can yeah, yeah. play a load of golf and probably <laughs> yeah. get vilified by the press for doing so. <laughs> yeah, um, this is any like lo- kind of low pressure environment. Like he's not going to get hounded like that. Yeah. I think he, even coming, he's not taking one of their um, designated player spots, which means that um, he has he's on like a salary which isn't extortionate. So you know, maybe yeah. they'll see it as kind of like a humble player. And I completely forgot until someone mentioned the other day that. Keel Healy's going there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I think apparently they're already one of the best teams in MLS anyway. So, you know. I think they are. Yeah. They've, have they got Carlos Vera as well? He's been pretty yeah. decent Carl- in that team. Yeah. Or just in that He's, league. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. He scored goals. like over 30 goals in one season from before. So it's yeah. like if Carlos Vera can do that, what's Gareth Bale going to do? <laughs> yeah. 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 He'll get, he'll get his opportunities just to stay fit and. Oh, mate, I think some mornings we'll just wake up and scroll through Twitter and see that Gareth Bell's done a madness in an MLS Yeah, game. yeah. And that would just be like pure, you know, veins yeah. material. <laughs> you, know, you know, like when Rooney went to um, DC United and he, it's like the 98th minute or whatever, and he wins the whack on the halfway line. That was chasing. doing the rounds the other yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, feel like that, yeah. yeah. It pops yeah. up so often as well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're going to get some moments about that, so. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that will be good fun. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Glad that, good for you, mate. Yeah, good for you. Building, you know, millionaire footballer getting a chill <laughs> You've really uh, earned it, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> you take it easy out there. Uh, yeah. yeah, no homecoming for Gareth, but he'll be he'll be happy out there and then off to Qatar with Wales. So he's living it yeah. up. Yeah, good for him. Uh Leave that is the last transfer talk we really got for this week, unless something breaks so. now, which I'm hope, which I'm really hoping it is, and I can't be bothered with that. But, I check Reddit. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't received a message or anything. Uh, I think we're I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Please leave a rating. Um, it really helps us a lot. And we'll see you next time when hopefully we've signed some more players. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.